Is big in Japan like five for five? Hey. hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental lack of concern. It's your perfect world being heard. This is the maniacal hour. You're 100% on the ground. Powered by the emotion of self-passion. This is how we get down. It's the rain all about Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the blow-off right here on the Hamin Media Group and ChannelAttitude.com. I'm your host, not Jago. That's right. I don't speak Japan, but I am your host, Jimmy T. And with me, apparently he's not big in Japan, but apparently he might be because you're about, what, 6'2", I believe, Chris? Yes, indeed. Um, I am six foot one and a little bit. Uh, my name is Christopher Rams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I'm on Jargo's show, so I had to do two things uh, to piss him off as much as possible. First, I had to make a joke about Japan. So big in Japan is like five foot five. And second, oh I am wearing a uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, jersey, and I will just say, fuck the Blackhawks. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. I know, I know I'm going well, right after Jargo, right after him while he's not here, and I can safely just escape when we're done this. <laughs> Jeez, man, that's that's brutal. Well, speaking of no fear, apparently Godzilla himself has got no fear, and that's the big man himself, Mister Jeff Lipman, or could he be Evil Godzilla in this case, or is it Evil Dose? I'm not sure, Jeff. But welcome to the blow off. How are you, my man? I'm happy to be making my return engagement to the blow off. I too am not Jargo. I'm Jeff Lippman. You <laughs> may know me some from fabulous properties like occasionally the skirmish, occasionally uncaged, occasionally carnage, the hammerlock hangover, garden of doom, garden views, the Drew Yari show here, there, everywhere. Did we lose Jimmy again? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this show is cursed. Like it's cursed. It's still live, but Jimmy is gone. Yeah, this is terrific. This is awesome. This is yeah. great. If anybody's listening uh from the blow off, I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um all I can say is that we've been going through this for about 15 20 minutes now. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, all I know is that I was asked around midnight if uh, if it would still work if we did the blow off. Oh, here we go. Here we go. There's Jimmy again. Well, StreamYard, you can blow me. All right, <laughs> seriously, because right here at the blow off, we give <laughs> enough blowies all the way around. But in this case, you know what, StreamYard, seriously, get your shit together because this shit shouldn't be happening. But anyway, I'm sorry about that little disconnection, but I'm back. You were blowing us some steam right there. 
I was because or... that's twice it's fucking with me and StreamYard with that little pecking duck up there in the top left corner is kind of annoying me right about now. But boys, let's get into the blow off and uh, starting with the big news that Triple H has announced his retirement and uh, not only that, he's got a defibrillator as we speak and it seems like he cannot wrestle anymore and it's a real shame guys because I'm kind of sad, man. I don't know about you guys, but I was a Triple H fan, man. I mean, I think he goes down as one of the best of all time. Sure, you, some of you guys might not rate him in the top 10, top 15, top 20. I'll definitely put him in the top 20 of all time. And whether you like him or not, yeah, sure, he married the boss's wife. But let's be daughter. real. He would have... Daughter. I mean, daughter. Sorry, my bad. My bad. You're right. It was the daughter. <laughs> I don't know how I fucked that one up. It's not Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Nicely played there, Godzilla. <laughs> Very nicely played. <laughs> but anywho, the point is he's he's done. I mean, what does this mean for him in WB as a whole? I mean, do you guys think, and I'll ask you first, Chris, do you think we're going to still see him in an executive role or is he pretty much done and really and no pun intended, his heart really can't take it anymore. I mean, you're asking me what I think is going to happen. I think he'll probably stick around. He'll be some kind of um, on-screen, occasionally um, semi-authority figure who shows up and then disappears. Much like we have right now you know, with Vince McMahon and have over the last 20 years where he's there sometimes and then he disappears and he comes back to get in someone's face because he thinks he can help get them over even though he can't take a bump or do anything in the ring. Um, if you were to ask me, I think the more interesting question, which is what 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 do I think he ought to do? I really think that he ought to go home and spend some time with his kids. Um, after after you know watching the watching the interview with uh, Stephen A. Smith that he did today, you know he talked quite a bit about his daughters and um, as somebody who has two little girls myself, it, it definitely kind of touched me in a, in a, in a different, in a different way than I was expecting a triple H interview to. Um, but listening to him talk about how his daughters reacted to him going into the hospital and how that was sort of the thing that he was really focused on and thinking about, I think he would do well to just step away from this for a little bit and just focus on his family for, you know, as long as, as long as he possibly can. I know that there's that itch when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. And I know that that's one of those things that seems to pull everybody back. Um, but I think he'd be much better off just stepping away for a very long time, spending some time with his family. Well, Jeff, before I ask you for your, for your opinion, I just want to get to the interview. Um, and he talks about his yeah, his retirement and the topic, if you ever wrestle again. And he goes on to say, as far as in ring, I'm done. I would never wrestle again. I have a defibrillator in my chest, so it probably wouldn't be a good idea to get zapped on live TV. But on the topic of his cardiac event, like WWE like to call it, he said, I was in heart failure, bad. I was nose diving and at the one yard line of where you don't want to be for your family and your future. There are moments when they are putting you out for stuff and you think, is this it? Do you wake up? That's tough to swallow. It makes you think differently about life. It doesn't make you any less driven for the things you want to do, but it certainly makes you appreciate the things you have, your friends and your family. 
He goes on and almost starts crying. He was choking up once he started talking about his daughters. And, man, you know what's funny? The rate, like a healthy heart is about, what was it, like 55 to 60 or something like that? He got all the way as low as 12 by the time he had surgery. So he was on his deathbed, and he's so lucky to be alive. It, it ain't even a joke. But, Jeff, what's your opinion on, on this matter? And uh, what do you think will happen to, to the career of Triple H? You asked a lot of questions at the top, so I'm going to try to remember them all. A, I was a Triple H fan. I would put him in my top 25. I mean, this is a man that's approaching 60 anyway, so probably – shouldn't be wrestling period um that said i th i think that he's absolutely coming back to work i see no reason why he shouldn't I, he told you he's not going to be in the ring nick khan is doing all the heavy lifting on the business stuff um there's different kinds of stress i mean first of all he he had this event i mean it's got to be close to seven to nine months ago already so he's it was you know, six had, months ago actually so it was, was back that, in september okay. of 2021 yeah right, so half a year uh, that that's plenty of time to recuperate and get yourself to a place. There's there's different kinds of stress. I mean, there's definitely stress related with high profile jobs and high responsibility jobs. But also, if you're somebody who's been so driven to be at the top of your industry and to be you know uh, to run things, that absence can cause you depression, stress, anxiety, stress, that kind of emptiness, stress. And I think someone like that, the best thing for him is to work but to not push it. I mean, he's got to be able to strike a balance, which I, I, I think is fine, but I think he'll be an executive. I don't know if he'll be on screen because I'm not sure he's going to want to be on screen. I, I mean, I don't know, you know, uh, his physique is so much, so much of his persona and even getting older, he's getting that, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, sort of still muscular, just smaller. Right, right, right. He's not going to be able to do that anymore. He'll be able to walk the treadmill and, you know, maybe do some light machines and, and things like that. But uh, you know, he, you know he's not going to have that square jaw anymore. He's going to he's going to get like me. He's going to have jowls. Um, so who knows? Well, you know I'm not sure what he wants to do. But there's I've known lots of people who've had heart attacks, multiple heart attacks, and they went back to work. He he will too. Well, apparently it was due to a to a genetic sort of thing in his family. Apparently it runs deep, and uh, he knew deep down. But you know what's funny? He did mention, though, that he, he got COVID, and then from COVID, he got pneumonia. Then he started coughing up blood, and then, you know, he went to the doctors to go and get checked out, and that's where they found his heart problem. So, and he got vaccinated. He mentioned that he got vaccinated, and all that happened right after his vaccination. I don't know if he's trying to say it's a bit of a conspiracy, but I'll be honest, I'm not saying these are facts, so don't, don't. Well, I'm yeah, just saying that he's, he's saying he tried to take a precaution, but I mean, if it was that <clears> quick, the vaccination was probably too late. He probably was already infected. Right. But apparently people that have had the vaccination now, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but a lot of people claim that a lot of people are getting heart attacks right after the vaccination. Now, I don't know how, how true that shit is or not, but Chris, do you think there's something to that or am I just talking out of my backside basically? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about uh, about the specific vaccines, what he took. I don't know which one of of the four or so that we have right now that he took. I don't know if it was the third dose, if it was his fifth dose, was it his was second, it his, was it his was it evil dose? Was it his evil dose? <laughs> um, 
I and listen, I don't I feel bad for the guy because you know he went too. through some sure. some bad stuff. Basically what happened is he had heart failure. Um I have a really difficult time though seeing somebody who has been that big for that long. Um I have a really hard time with hearing heart failure and not thinking that it connects to steroids in some yeah. way. Uh, he can say genetics all he likes. Um, yeah. But... He never mentioned steroids, by the way, at all. He mentioned everything else. Uh, yeah. But the juice, man. I mean, and Yokozuna had a heart attack because it was in his family. It had nothing to do with the huh. fact that he was 700 pounds and juicing. Well, that had fair, nothing to, to do with fair. Yokozuna's death. Come o on. Omaga did die, too, from a heart attack. I mean, he did run in the family. And, and yes. Roman Reigns' his brother, too. Ray That's Ray. right. All of those yes. Yeah, they were all big guys. All of all those guys, guys were right? extremely yeah. heavy. Yeah, very heavy. I just want to know that when I have my heart attack and die, it it oh. will have have nothing to do with my sedentary lifestyle and the fact that I eat like uh, a fifteen year old idiot teenager. Exactly. Well, Jeff, you and when I that. die, and when I die with sixteen hookers around me from <laughs> from blood, you know, heart failure as a result of. Uh, as, as a result of the Viagra that has been pumping through <laughs> my system, it will have nothing at all to do with any of that. It, it's because my family has a history of heart failure. Get kids, fucked. <laughs> kids don't use Viagra. Well, apparently it does cause heart attacks. I mean, geez. I mean, being on the heart on all day can cause problems. But anyway. Well, that's why we're sponsored by Blue Chew. <laughs> that's right. Safe alternative. <laughs> well, that's why we called the blow-off, ladies and gents. But anyway... <laughs> I digress. But uh yeah, man. Look, I'm sad that he had to retire like this. It wasn't his choice, obviously, but he does seem content. I will say that. Like he's almost ways, 60 years old. I don't need to see another Triple H he, match. Well, but... he did also mention that there was discussion of him having a WrestleMania match, and I bet this is gonna be a good segue. It I bet you it would have been with Cody Rhodes, quite possibly. And I mean Let's move to Cody Rhodes, guys, because I think it's safe to say by now that this shit is not a work after all, and he has officially signed with WWE. Jeff, is he going to be facing Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? This I said he's signed with WWE the whole time, and yes, of course he is, and it's going to be Seth's excuse he's going to say when he loses – because I have this argument with Steve on Hammerlock Hangover because Steve still thinks it's the Monday Night Wars that Vince <laughs> to bury WCW. But what he doesn't realize is that Vince already beat WCW and he was just being petty now. But he hasn't beat AEW yet. And to beat AEW now, he's got to pluck their star and make them his star. So that's how he beats them. So, yes, it's going to be Seth's going to be there. I'm an opponent. There's no WrestleMania without me. I have an open challenge. Then you're going to have, you know, Cody Dusty and West Texas University. Da, da, da. There's more than one royal family in professional oh. wrestling. You know, and the Homelander will come out. And Cody's going to win. That's going to be like, I was prepared for everybody. I was prepared for everybody in the locker room. I was prepared for everyone in NXT. I was even prepared for Gable Stevenson. <laughs> but I, how could I prepare for somebody who wasn't even on the contract? <laughs> you know what? You know what, Jeff? At first, you were sounding kind of like Roland. By the end of it, you remind me of Get Smart. <laughs> like the penguin <laughs> from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> rock. I got oh, a rock. 
Oh God! Instead of the Jeff, it's all the same impression. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, was that a penguin or was that Seth Rollins himself? Um, that was definitely like an old school penguin, but from like the '60s Batman. It was, uh, it was the, with the, the pals and the gorgeous murder. Yeah. <laughs> Batman. Anyway, well, Chris. More importantly, <clears throat> is it safe to say that now you've jumped the fence and basically are on the side of it's not a work? I'm still waiting, honestly. Um, I, I think that there's a, I think that there's a better than fifty percent chance that Cody Rhodes has actually signed with WWE. Um. <clears throat> But I'm still waiting to see it. Um, I don't believe anything that, that comes from this guy. And I feel like he's exactly the kind of guy who would get someone to call and confirm something to somebody from wrestling ringside news. <laughs> I don't I don't even I don't know what I, I don't know a dirt sheet website because they're all the same and they're all terrible and I don't read any of them. Um but yeah, I, I don't, I, I, what are they going to do with them anyway? You know, I, I, I love that. I, I love, I love that Jeff said, you know, he's going to, he's going to pluck someone from AEW and make them his star. Um, Vince McMahon doesn't know how to make a star anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a really easy way coming up very soon. That's called money in the bank. Right. You get them a belt. Right, you yeah. get them adults, exactly. I mean, you're right. What happens after that? Who knows? I mean, you know, a bunch of sanitary matches and, you know, and then some 50-50 booking, but he'll win money in the bank and and, and he'll get a title because Roman's been working nonstop for three years and, and, you know, Brock has worked like Brock's never worked before. But, um, you know, I mean, you know, don't sell Cody short. He has an internal, you know, marketing department with a chief brandy officer. Ah, hey, nice, the chief brandy officer. Mm-hmm. Jeff is on fire with the punt. A shot of brandy. Very good. Very good. Yeah, another one, nice. Vince <laughs> likes the snifters of brandy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the good thing is, apparently WWE aren't interested in a shot of brandy. That's because they only drink cognac. Oh, maybe, maybe indeed. Well, anyway... My opinion, personally, I think he has signed with WWE. I mean, all the dirt sheets pretty much say he has. That means it's true. But no, but in all honesty, WWE have been dropping hints for the last how many weeks of Cody Rhodes. Let's be honest. I mean, it all started with Edge and The Miz, you know, smoking mirrors and and those types. I can't remember what Edge said. Edge said something else too. But the point is, I hope he comes back to the smoking mirrors theme because I would actually laugh my ass off if that actually happened. I wouldn't recognize any song that he ever came out to in the WWE. Not a yeah. single one. Me too. Uh, you would know Stardust, guys. Come on. If it were, if it was David Bowie singing it. I maybe. knew you guys. <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for it. Yeah, well, if it's David Bowie. Well, <laughs> well, anyway. The point is, Cody and Seth... It seems to be a thing on the grandest, stupendous WrestleMania of them all, which is about, what, eight days away, I believe? Now maybe seven? So, uh, yeah, man, I can't believe how quick it was. It was only yesterday. It was only it was six weeks away, let alone six days away. But nevertheless, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he debuts. Are they going to debut him at WrestleMania or maybe right before? Maybe this week, for example. Jeff, 
at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, Chris, you think the same thing? <sighs> Jimmy Crackcorn and and Bunny you know, Kid. Yeah, no, I don't care at all. I could not because I don't think they're going to do anything interesting with him anyway. I just, I, I didn't think he was doing anything interesting in AEW. I don't think he's capable of doing anything terribly interesting in the WWE. Ho 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 ho! He fell into a table of fire and still won the match. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the the other guy missed the fire entirely, but still lost. <laughs> Yeah, but That's I mean, Cody. <laughs> yeah, but Cody had some fire retardant on his back, and we all saw it as soon as he came out too. So that's because that's because Go- Godzilla has no fear, my friend. That's right. right. He was a Fujinama and radiation <laughs> poisoning. <laughs> oh boy! I don't know. Well, my, anyway, opinion of, my opinion of Cody has always been that he's more like Mothra, and by that, what I mean is he's a bitch. <laughs> Wasn't Fujinama a star of DDT wrestling? Well, a great segue once again, Jeff. Let's speak about DDT, shall we? And the new so-called partnership with All Elite Wrestling. Do you remember who announced it? Well, I believe it was Kenny and someone else. Who was the other no. one? No, no, the, I do know it this. It was the vice president of talent relations. Oh, that's right. Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Dan- You're right. CD. Did, did we know that they had a VP of talent relations? Is it his? Is he the one who didn't call back? Joey Janela or Chavo or is is should we be mad at Christopher Daniels? Uh, let's be honest. We all know that Kenny's got his little dick in DDT. All right, and clearly, he's the reason why DDT and AEW is a thing. Look, I hate DDT. I can't stand that shit. It mm-hmm. makes a mockery of professional wrestling, in my opinion. But they did produce well, Kenny Omega he and Kota Ibushi. He saves Scott Hall. He's working with Buff Bagwell right now. What's wrong with you? Sorry, my bad. What do I know? I mean, seriously, I don't know shit. All I do know is I don't speak Japan. Chris, DDT yoga. I think it. Well, you're saying DDP, but I think it's DDT or it's called Dream something something. All I know the first part is Dream, Dream. I, I wish it was just a dream. I really wish that the whole everything about that company was just Wait. a dream. So like a really bad dream that I could just, you know, refuse to accept as reality and just move on from because DDT is awful. And Although, come on, Chris, you got to see the wannabe Nakamura. There's a wrestler, I forgot his name, who literally copies Nakamura, like he mimics Nakamura, except in a real funny way like he's acting like a real retard basically like you know how nakamura is always like doing his thing this guy is a carbon Ooh. copy of shinsuke oh king nakamura i don't know who or, that is from is that a... smackdown you know the, that guy I'm not he's ringing like, any bells he's actually pretty big he's a giant for japan he's over five for five i believe too chris oh funny though. are you talking about you know? that japanese guy who won the Royal Rumble that one year and everybody was like real yeah, stoked yeah. about it. And it that seemed guy. like it was going to lead to a really interesting story and main event. But then the main event between him and AJ Styles was so bad, like aggressively bad, like to the point where a lot of people were like, this might actually be the worst match on the card. And then it ended with a low oh. blow. And then every match that they had after that for the next like three months just ended in low blows. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, that's the one, Chris. I believe. Don't that fucking care. Nakamura. Fuck Shinsuke Nakamura. He hasn't been interesting in ten years. 
Look, man, he's still up a mid card. He's still has look, he's probably got the best spot in Dota B in many ways because he's always on major TV, like on the major shows. He's pretty much in cruise control and he's got bugs in his corner. I mean, come on. I just Jeff. want to remind you that you are the custodian of, of Michael Jargo's show right now, and you're spending 10 minutes talking about fucking Shinsuke Nakamura right now. It's Jargo's show there, Jeff, and he likes Japanese professional wrestlers and wrestling in general. So it's the least I can do for good old Jargo. Well, Boogs is the, the star boss. of that act, make no mistake. But oh. they will be your tag team champions. To hit his note, nah, man. Boogs plays a mean freaking guitar, dude. I'll give him that. He's pretty good. He's he's pretty much Elias now, but maybe with a little more. Yeah, well, exactly. Who is Elias? Walk with Elias. Clearly, everybody is not walking with Elias. Except he's for the unemployment for Veer. He's looking for oh, Veer. No, he's, he's coming this week on Raw. Right. Veer Agra and C. Elias, the coming. Yep, they are. They really are. They've been coming for a long time. <laughs> That's what Blue we call Chew, the people. Blue Chew, sponsored by Woo! <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Blue Chew. You better pay us, man. But anyway, let's move on this from that. Discount, I mean. Yeah, give us something. Jesus Christ. But then again, maybe uh, HMG and the channelattitude.com won't like us advertising Bluetooth. So see you later, Bluetooth. Until you pay us, we'll say more. But anyway, nevertheless, I want to break another news. Well, it's not a breaking news story, but did you guys hear about Tony Storm and the amount of money she made on her OnlyFans debut? Chris. I heard that she made some money, um, which doesn't surprise me uh, because, I mean, you know, let's be honest. I mean, OnlyFans fans and wrestling fans are pretty close in a Venn diagram, right? Like they they are they are mostly overlapping. They are they are mostly desperate desperate people who have a very difficult time speaking to women, um, you know, and. And I'm just talking about wrestling fans, not just the people who who are on OnlyFans. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of the perfect storm. Ah, nice. Are you a stormologist now, Chris? I am a meteorologist. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's right. A meteorologist. That's a good one. Well, Jeff, did you know? Since you're the lawyer and you're probably good with numbers too, did you know? Apparently, she made over thirty, like thirty thousand in like. Under twenty four hours, I believe uh, that's well, a pretty good effort. If she was showing, if she was showing her Tony cakes, I mean, all those little smarks out there would be absolutely blowing themselves off over Tony Storm. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a few factors here. I mean, the, the number has been calculated by reverse engineering, so apparently you cannot like the site unless you sign up for it, which means you have to pay. And the lowest tier was nineteen ninety nine per month. There were some discounted tiers if you paid for six months or a year, something like that. So there's speculation that some people might have paid in advance. But whatever it was, there were at least a thousand likes there, so they know that she grossed 1999. Now, here's what we don't know. We don't know what the cut is that OnlyFans takes. We know that YouTube and places like that, it's like 30% OnlyFans. I don't know if it's 30%, 15%. There's gonna be taxes and whatever. The other thing is, I have no idea if this is a situation where people 
put it on their credit card and then they then they dispute it or they say their credit card was canceled or they give fake money or you know and it bounces i i have no idea if this is secure or, or whatever it is but whatever it is hey that's a good payday but unless she's gonna go full-on porn how how many of these people are going to renew this month in month out and even if she is how often is seeing the same person Dude. all that interesting oh, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. and if she's not on tv how many people stick with it yeah you could you could do like how much money and and live on that sort of not that she's been living well um <laughs> But if you are looking to get hired by a company like AEW, do you think they want her to be naked on T uh, on OnlyFans? So I, I, this is not a career. This is a payday, and it's a and and it's a nice payday. But I think that, like Thea Trinidad found out that once she wasn't on TV, that her payables went in a straight dive down, right, but to the uh, going down. So not you want to go right and up. Not writing down, and that's why she came back. And I, I think it's going to be the same thing with Tony Storm. Well, see, the thing is, Jeff, though, you're talking about a fan base that pays male wrestlers to watch them play video games, and they you don't think it's the same fan base as Thea Trinidad, who's cosplaying, wearing sexy superhero outfits while playing video games? Yeah, but the thing about Thea Trinidad, I mean, she was, she was talking about. Like, No, but the thing about Tony Storm, if she was to go to porn, just say, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what OnlyFans pretty much is becoming. It's pretty much porn. Let's be honest, right? She would be a millionaire in a week. I guarantee you that, dude. It's going to leak anyway. I I think that like some of the original shots, like some of it's already leaked. Oh, well, I haven't seen any of it, so I don't know what, what what she does. I mean, what is it, actually? Jeff, elaborate a little bit more. Have you seen I anything? Yeah, I, I, I have no interest in her. I have no interest in OnlyFans. I've, I never saw what leaked of her stuff before that she was all up. I mean, I, I do find it funny that she was all upset that her shit leaked before. Now, I mean, I understand it's voluntary and she's doing it for money now and it's her choice, but, I mean, it's basically the same pictures. Right. Well, well really, let's be honest. It's basically... OnlyFans is becoming the place where you can be a whore and not really be judged. Well, I mean, I just said the, it. the trend is you can be a whore. I mean, they're saying sex workers work, which indeed it is. Contract right. killing is work too. Drug dealing is work. Also. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, anything that you do for money with an action is work. I mean, so I, and I'm not trying to put, you know, I mean, I, I'm not trying to necessarily put them in the same category. I'm just saying it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a trite platitude that, that means nothing. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, it is growing, though. I mean, but anyway, Chris. Yeah. Is she going to become a millionaire on OnlyFans if she does porn? I don't know what porn is. Um, you'd, have to, <laughs> you'd have to explain that to me. Um, I don't. I, this whole conversation has been very confusing to me. All I know is that Tony Storm is a is a lovely woman, and um, uh, I I just hope that she she does well at whatever it is that this porn is out is it am i saying that right you're a pornologist chris if she's if she's getting into (laughs) porn um i i just hope that it's good for her and that she's able to you know uh sleep at night i don't know like well is (laughs) sleeping isn't she with juice robinson still don't know don't care 
<coughs> All right. Well, Jimmy Crackcorn apparently doesn't care either. So who's Juice Robinson? This... Is he that? Is he a, a big star in Japan? He must be. Actually, he's a big star in Impact Wrestling. Wait a minute. What was that sentence you just? What were those words you strung together? Impact Wrestling. What, big what star. Impact big Wrestling. Star. Big I'm star. Confused. We're gonna have to stop you right there. You mean like the Jordan biggest. Grace? <laughs> Speaking of OnlyFans. Did you see the – oh, God. Jordan Grace is a pig, straight up. I'm going to say it right now, all right? She's gross. <laughs> what yeah, she did gross. recently on OnlyFans, apparently, and I saw that picture, was disgusting. I wanted person. to throw up. How much money are you spending on OnlyFans a month? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Jeff, all right? That, zero, all right? <laughs> zero. <laughs> zero. Zero <But> anyway. dinero. <laughs> I have a stream link. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't Juice... pay for it. <laughs> sure, sure you don't, Jeff. Sure you don't. Anyway, let's just move on from these juicy wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, let's stop talking about juice and cake. Let's let's move right along. <laughs> juice and cake. I like it. I like it a lot, Chris. But yeah, that that's that's the gist of. Oh yeah, but I wanted to say about Jordan Grace, the picture she had a pie literally on her pie. Right, so it's like she pie faced her, her pie, and food was rubbed all over her, and that's and that's supposed to turn on people. Maybe it turns on the the neck beards out there, you know what I mean? But uh, that was disgusting, man. This I, is I not saw that the Jargo. This is not the blow off I remember. Oh, oh it's this the blow off you remember. Don't worry about that. I'm t- <laughs> this is after dark. Wait, see, look this at the blow off like Cinemax blow off. <laughs> Cinemax blow off. I'm telling you, Jagger would say the same thing about Jordan Grace. All she's right? I mean, gross. She's, anyway, she's yeah. gross. I, I'll tell you one more thing. I mean, is she still married to to what's his name? Jonathan Gresham. To Gresham. Yeah. They're still they're still married. Well, good luck to him because how he puts up with that thing. I mean, but you should anyway. see his OnlyFans. My God. What? He's got you're kidding. Of course I'm kidding. Oh, thank God. I was gonna say, man, Jesus Christ. I hope well, Gresham listen. gets signed somewhere soon. I like Gresham. Well, he's signed to Ring of Honor apparently again. Yeah, but the... nobody's signed to Ring of Honor right now. That's well, not well, a thing. Well, look, it's like me saying I have a contract. I I have a lifetime contract with Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was long gone, a long time ago. But anyway. Let's move on to Dolph Ziggler. Did anybody catch the news on After the Bell, which is WWE's own podcast, about what Dolph Ziggler had to say about WWE? Did anybody hear his interview? Nobody? I haven't heard well, of Dolph Ziggler interview in six years. No, but you know what? It was interesting because he says, well, recently he appeared as a guest on After the Bell with Corey Graves for an in-depth interview to promote next week's WrestleMania. And during the discussion, the show-off, or should we call it the blow-off, spoke about the difference in the current NXT system compared to OVW when he broke in with WWE years ago, as well as how he went straight from college wrestling to OVW without having an independent wrestling career. He says, on the difference of what he sees in NXT compared to when he broke in WWE with OVW several years ago, he goes on to say this facility is ridiculous. It's an Olympic training facility for up-and-coming developmental talent. It's unreal. The chance that you have Shawn Michaels walking around backstage helping you figure out how to wrestle. Are you kidding me? 
I'm hanging out with Luciano Pavarotti. That's Shawn Michaels, ladies and gents. Pavarotti. I can't believe it. Talking about singing, it's ridiculous. And there's 75 others that are here that have done everything that you can imagine in the business. But he also goes on to say, I'm not working the independent scene. He says, when I got there, I came not from the independence and not having a cool tryout. I was from college wrestling. I wrestled my whole life and I was a fan. Then he had his tryout and blah, blah, blah. But he also goes on to say that uh, he doesn't like his position in WWE right now. And how is the NXT champion? On top of that, he basically goes on to say, one day you're the flavor of the month. The next, they don't give a shit about you, right? And at first he used to take it personal, but he's gone on to realize it's not personal. It's just business. But he's just all over the place. He doesn't like how WWE uh, full, you know, they go all in with him. And then he's really cold. And then they go all in. It's all these start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. But basically, he's used to it. Jeff, is he right? I'm just wondering when they were all in on him anytime within the last decade. I mean, Dolph Ziggler is the ultimate utility player. I mean, this is sort of like a dated reference, but uh, he's like Jeff Hewson, who was a middle infielder who could play shortstop, he could play a second baseman, you could throw him, you could put him on third, you could put him in right field if you needed to. I mean, whatever you needed, he could do. It's sort of like a Scott Brocious. You could, you, you, and he, you know, he could hit, he had a little bit of power, not much, but he wouldn't embarrass you. It, it wasn't like you knew you were going to lose if you, if you put him. That's Tom Ziggler. He's he's not a superstar. I mean, he he, he sells like a mother. He's got good skills, and, and he's a perfect utility player. He's safe. You know, he, he's the first feud, but he's basically glorified enhancement talent, which is what he's doing with the NXT title, is that seeing whether or not Braun Breaker, you know, has the stuff to go to the next level, which, by the way, he, he doesn't yet. He, everyone is putting way too much stock in, in, in this guy. He's one note. He doesn't have a lot of charisma. His promos stink. He doesn't have a great moveset. And that's not to say it, that he's never going to get there. I think he probably will. But I think even when he hits his max, he's going to be, he's going to be more like a Cesaro, Sheamus type than he's ever going to be a, another Roman. Um, but that aside, uh, Dolph Ziggler is probably a multimillionaire, and he's going to be comfortable for life. I think what he said was probably pretty stupid because they could get rid of him and replace him with John Morrison in a second, and it'd be the same thing. Well, maybe he can go on and join his brother in AEW, Nick Nemeth. He's doing great things. Oh, yeah. Very great things. Uh, uh, if you're watching Being the Elite, he's actually quite funny. But, Chris. Uh, I'm not having this conversation with you on more than one show. <laughs> no, I, I just brought it up because it's true. He He's pretty much always on Being the Elite. But anyway, Chris, mm. what did you think of Dolph's comments? Um, yeah, I mean, listen. I think the last time that Dolph Ziggler had an actual shot to actually take off with the fans again. And I mean, he's, he's right. He has been stop and start, stop and start. He has, he's had moments where it looked like he was going to become like a real superstar and the company clearly just gave up on him. Um, The last time that I remember this happening was um, I think it was survivor series. And um, he was part of the team that was teaming against the authority and I think Sting made his debut or he made his re-debut or something. He came out and Sting basically helped save uh, the team. But Dolph Ziggler was the last one from his team. And 
I remember the night afterwards on Monday Night Raw, uh, Triple H cut a promo, uh, obviously a heel promo, and he was talking about how this one guy from the from the other team he he you know wouldn't go away and this and that and he he was talking about Sting, but the crowd started chanting Ziggler, Ziggler, Ziggler. They were in. They were into it. They wanted to cheer for Dolph Ziggler, and this was like I said, maybe the night after Sting had debuted, and they wanted to cheer for Ziggler. They they really really wanted to get behind him. Um, at this point, I don't think there's any saving him in terms of being able to elevate him. Um, where he's at right now is about as good as he's going to get. Um, I love Dol- Dolph Ziggler as as a worker. I think he's one of the best. I think he's a huge wasted talent in terms of the WWE. He could have been a lot more, but I don't think he's got any chance to get anywhere other than where he's at right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he was at one stage kind of over, let's be honest, especially that time where he cashed in, like you said, on Raw against yep. Alberto Del Rio. I mean, the fans were absolutely losing their shit on that show for him winning the championship. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, he's just a real good utility player, like like Jeff said. He's basically what you call a great hand. He's but Pac. Think... He, he's, he's the WWE's right, yeah. equivalent to Pac. He's really good. He's always going to go out there and give you a good match. You're, you're going to have moments where you're like, man, why don't they push this guy? He's pretty good. And they're just not going to. They just won't. Well, speaking of not going to, Chris... I don't know if you guys uh, caught this on Rampage or not, or just before Rampage, but basically Tony Khan had an interview early in the week hyping up Rampage and whatnot, but he said that he's going to sign a big female wrestler that's currently a free agent. And you should tune in to Rampage, which we saw just earlier. Is it Leah Thomas? (laughs) It could be. I mean, at this point, Wait, how, how do you know that she's a female? I just she's big. She's a big female, right? That's you're not a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> a biologist. Oh god, that's a bad one. Anyway, um, well, anyhow, he said he was going to sign a a new female free agent who was a big star. Mm-hmm. The host of that show goes on to say, "Does it rhyme with money and dorm, or something like that?" In other words, Tony Storm. And he and, and Tony Khan goes on to say, I don't know what it rhymes with, but you're gonna have to tune into Rampage to find out. And as we all did tune into Rampage, I believe we got absolutely nothing. Or or TK himself telling us what the fuck he was talking about. Basically, it was fake advertising as per usual. Jeff, what the uh, hell was he doing? I, I never know what he's doing. I mean, I assume a lot of cocaine. Um, I mean, there was a new interview woman who, who I'm a big fan of. So maybe that was it. That, that's been the best addition to, to AW in quite some time in that, you know, she'll get some time and then on TV and then a consistent role. Uh, I tend to think it's probably not Tony Storm. I think it's probably more, it's going to rhyme with Pathina. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, first of all, he's, you know, he's been trying to make, do makeup ever since the big swole thing and sign as many African-American talents as possible. And listen, that's what he should do. I mean, it, 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 it's a, it's a little blatant, but you know, he, he, he did a boo-boo. He did a stupid thing. And, and that, that's the only, you know, well, that's one of two ways to fix it. 
you know, the other two ways he, he has, you know, Jade is one champion, Scorpio Sky is another champion. So he's he's doing the remediation. Um, True. That's a good point, actually. Right. Now, I don't think it matters who they sign to it because, first of all, most of these women aren't nearly as good as people think they are. Let's look at Ruby Soho. Um, so she's done zero there. Ruby and who? Exactly. And their women's division stinks, and they don't know how to book it. So even, you know, arguably two of their best wrestlers are Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida, who just had a feud, and the feud is over to start them was with it? their feud again. And then That's you right. just had Layla Hirsch lose a feud to Chris Statlander. Okay, it's going to turn over to Red Velvet. That makes perfect sense, only for it to turn over for it to be with Chris Statlander again. I mean, it's... It, it, I mean... Oh, uh... She did, like she did beat Statlander at Revolution. Well, what? she did beat actually Statlander. I know, Statlander. but now right. she's going to face Chris Statlander again. That, that, that's, that's what right. again means. Is that well, and keep in mind, it? too, like uh, in terms of that feud specifically, that drives me absolutely fucking crazy because they ha they've got this whole feud where they're doing Statlander and Statlander and Statlander and then Velvet and then Velvet and then Velvet and then we're back to Statlander and we've got a we've we this is such an incredible feud between these people who hate each other on account of they tagged with each other twice. Hmm. Right. I mean, and there there are a lot of women on that roster allegedly. Layla Hirsch betrayed her friend. Like, shut up, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, friend, I, well, if you watch Being the Elite, Chris. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris. Oh, so, fuck. So I, I don't think it matters. They, they, I mean, I think they should just get rid of all the women and stop pretending that they care about women's wrestling. Look, you're right. And and and, and like you said earlier, Jeff, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida right now are on a completely different level to the rest of them. And that's probably why they, they've got Serena Deeb in the position where she's at right now because – it's night and day between her and everybody else. I mean, you can't really put her with anyone else because she's to. gonna. If she's your, right, you have to, right? That's she true. She needs to help other people. Elevate them. Right. Needs but to help other people get better. Neither one of them needs to get better. That's true, but the problem is they don't have enough of your Serena Deebs or Hikaru Shida's to actually do that. They need more than just them to to actually help out that that women's roster. Unfortunately, in my opinion, anyway. So I think signing someone like a Pathina, like you said, Jeff, which means virgin in Greek, ironically, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she's not a virgin. But anyway, that's not here or there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you I'm a virginologist? <laughs> Maybe I am. But anyway, the point is... I don't think you're a gynecologist, let's be real. <laughs> well, no, but I could be a pathologist. But anyway, the point is... Athena's not really like cool, great, yay for like a second, but really, I don't really rate her that much. If they Who want someone we're talking about, oh, sorry, Ember Moon, we're talking about. Oh, get okay. with the program, Chris. You're supposed to know this, remember? Ember Moon, yeah. who can't work, um, exactly. That's is what I was sloppy say. as shit, yep. um, falls down, takes pauses in the middle of matches, doesn't sell, sells for too long, sells in goofy ways, screams um, too much screams at all fucking moments that don't make any goddamn sense. Hey, I just made my entrance. <gasps> um, and, and by the, the way, only thing that girl can fucking do time. is her finish. That's cool. Yeah, That's it. That's the only thing she can do. And by the way, they just signed on. this contract with, with DDT. I mean, I assume the only reason oh, yeah. for it is to get to the Josie wrestlers, which are female wrestlers. I mean, 
That's where, the only half decent thing about the where, where where are these where are they all going to be wrestling? Where what TV time is there? What what's the point? I I, I don't uh, Jeff again. Yeah, just don't you know they've got elevations in the dark, uh, they've got rampages that become carnages. I mean, come on, dude. They can be everywhere. Let them sign. They got Ring of Honor. They might as well call. Are they going to bring the Women of Honor back? I mean, there's heaps of spots. Like I was saying before, there's even Arn's liver spot. Even for the fucking these Joshis aren't as good as people keep thinking they are. Oh, uh, well, look. Star, star. Maki Ito uh, came over and everybody told me, oh, it's a, she's going to be she's a real star in AEW. She's, she's so great. She was a one-note fucking joke, just like Orange Cassidy. Just like the rest of these fucking one note jokes on AEW, it was bad television, and she couldn't work. I don't care right. if she's funny; she can't work. Right, saying saying "fuck you" in Japanese and giving the middle finger, you know, isn't that interesting. Just because you're a fetish character, I mean, Mujisa. she couldn't work. She couldn't yeah, work, Mujisa. and you know, I, I think Orange Cassidy is a is a joke, but at least he can work. I mean, at least when he punches, it looks like it hits. I mean, it looks like his his arm should oh, be broken. Yeah. Have but... you seen his kicks, Jeff? They're they're so hard. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I'm that's part saying. of that's part of the joke. And and I know that if you're an AEW fan, you watch cartoons, and the same joke is funny <laughs> over and over and over again. And you can never watch the uh, the episodes of Star of uh, SpongeBob enough times. It's always good. I get it. I I, I understand that. Um, I don't I get it. <laughs> I mean, but they've signed. Mercedes Martinez, you've got Ruby Soho, you've got Thunder Rosa. I mean, there there are there are they've tried with Santana Garrett. There, it's it's well, not like there's the most a, overrated freaking female wrestler in the history of female wrestling. Overrated. Ruby was overrated, and guess what? Athena's overrated too. Guess what? Tony Storm's overrated also. Oh but, no, she's but, much better than a whole, a whole listen, bunch of that roster. Let's be honest. Jeff, she's gonna on. be making thirty grand a month, you know, showing her cakes, and that offends Tony Khan. <laughs> she's gonna take that thirty grand a month showing her cakes. I mean, as she should. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, would you rather? Yeah, exactly. Evolves her. I'll definitely stay there. And you're right. It will be. Athena that debuts, not Tony Storm. Everyone wants Tony Storm, but you're going to get Athena instead. You know what I'm saying? And, and the point is, I don't like how Tony Khan does his fake advertising. He starts talking a lot of shit in these interviews and doesn't actually, you know, do them in the end. You know what he I'm doesn't saying? Deliver. So, like, yeah. He doesn't deliver. Right? What a giant free agent is and what a giant free agent is are two entirely different things. He misjudges it nine times out of ten. And even when he brings in someone that's that's arguably big, like Jay White, it's fake because you know oh, people, people like you think he's big, but the AW audience just pretends that they follow out of other wrestling. And when he comes, That's nobody true. knows who he is. And he's there twice, and then his name is never mentioned again. Or that Christian, puzzles who's me. Been there for a year and a half and has a record of like six and two. He outworks everybody. He's going to outwork everybody. He's had eight <laughs> yeah, matches in <laughs> sixteen months. Depends how you define work. I mean, Chris, you're not a workologist. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, true. Chris. What do you know about workology? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, look, he, he said he's gonna outwork everybody so far. He's definitely outworked everybody, apparently. But uh yeah, you're you guys are right, both of you. So I agree totally with the both of you. And it is what it is, and that's the thing. I don't want it to sound like we're bashing AEW because I'm pretty sure the three of us, hey, I'm sure you are, Jeff, for sure. But uh, but let's be honest though, guys. Out of all the wrestling promotions right now. AEW is the easiest on the eyes, right? I mean, right, Jeff? Can you at least admit that? 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I could admit that fairly easily. I mean, I, I think that NXT actually is, is sort of equal with it sometimes, but there's so much developmental. But there's a lot of developmental on AEW. They just don't admit it. So I'm, it's sort of it's sort of hard for me. I mean, it's a facade you, in AEW, bro. Yeah, well, the blow off. If you watched hour one of AEW's Dynamite this week and you you turned that on two and a half years ago and you were just a casual wrestling fan and you saw Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Brian Danielson, uh, CM Punk, the Hardy Brothers, Sting, Andrade, you'd probably just think, did WWE start a new show? <laughs> That's, and, that's I mean, true. that's exactly what AEW wasn't supposed to be. And all of right. the young guys are losing to the old guys, except for Darby, who's with his grandfather and his father and his stupid uncle. Well, and you know the <laughs> shocking thing, too, is you're right. All these old guys are getting the wins on TV consistently. But And, and this is something that... This is something that I worry about as somebody who actually wants AEW to be successful. Um, every single name that you mentioned, with maybe the exception of Andrade, are less than um, than they were before they debuted. Um, CM Punk is not... Uh, like, when CM Punk first debuted, that was a huge deal because he was the biggest name in wrestling who didn't have a home. Well, now he does have a home, and he's, had, and he's done some pretty cool stuff. But he's a he's a smaller star now. He is less important. Uh, Brian Danielson, uh, Moxley, um, you mentioned Sting. All of these guys Sting. were bigger deals before, and they've literally been booked. Even though they've been booked Wait, strongly, Sting is being booked. No, right? They're being for, for booked his, strongly, but right. not interestingly. You know, it's oh, like yeah, it, it's the, the, it brings no me back. It brings me back to the debut of Sting, right? So it, that was that was perfect. You didn't Which have to do you anything absolutely else. Absolutely loved, by the way, if you remember, true. Chris, absolutely I mean, you were on fire for that, dude. I wasn't even a big fucking Sting fan as a kid, and <laughs> I loved that debut because it was subtle. It was understated. There was something about that Sting character. There was a mystique to it. You didn't know what he was going to do. You knew he was going to be there to be a badass. And it just seemed like he was going to be this, you know, Phantom of the Opera, avenging angel type, you know, character. And you were going to maybe see him every once in a while, you know, coming down from the rafters or something. If something truly terrible was happening, Sting could maybe be there and be the hero to to even the odds. And then next, and then literally they fucked it up the next week where he comes out and he's like, Hey, Tony, how's it going? I miss you, buddy. Yeah. Isn't this cool? Hey, we're on TVS again. Uh, uh, look, we're on TVS. I was on TVS 20 years ago. <laughs> Fuck man. And they've done that oh, with every man. single character who's come over. They've made them less. And I do, I'm, listen, I'm not going to say that I don't like what they're doing with Danielson and Moxley right now, because I do. I'm intrigued. So far, so good with Moxley and Danielson. We'll give that, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to them two. But they're quickly coming to the point where I can't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. You can I'm only not. give something. They, they give you, a, they give a manager to two people who don't need anyone to do yeah, something that, for them. That, that's well, true. When that's they true. have, if, if you put William Regal with top flight, they're immediately elevated. If you put William Regal Absolutely. with Lee, he's immediately elevated. With 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 Brian and and Moxley, I mean, 
it, this is just the most the high the highest paid tag team of all time simply because they want to keep them away from the world title because they Absolutely. keep having because they Absolutely. keep wanting to have this stupid bullet club dark order nonsense bullet clubs breaking up thing i mean if they were smart they would put they would say they would have cm punk go i'm the best in the world everyone knows it i've beaten everybody the only person who's beaten me here cheated twice to do it but the only thing i don't have to show that i'm the best in the world is the best title in the world and adam page i respect the hell out of you but you're not the best in the world i am Absolutely. and for me to prove it i want that belt and and, you know, and he should have it because they're only going to make money with cm punk for another two or three years tops if uh, that right tops. If, if that and you know adam page whether you believe in him or not as a top carter if you do they've got plenty of time he's 28 years old or whatever he'll he'll, he'll be fine if you're like me and think he's probably more of a tnt champion ftw champion occasional tag team and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that kind of career um then he'll be fine either way and there's no shame in losing to cm punk absolutely not and and you're spot on jeff actually as a matter of fact Going by what you said, if they actually did that, not only does it elevate, say, CM Punk and or Hangman Page, but it also elevates their championship, which mm-hmm. they're failing to do because not only is Hangman not over and he's just spiraling down a hole right now, so is that AEW World Championship. And at this point, Adam Cole has become a thief where he's not only stealing the AEW Championship, but he, as we saw, he stole the tag team championships too. And at this point, get those tag bouts off the Jungle Perry Express, whatever you want to call them, and get the World Championship, more importantly, off Hangman Page because the only real cowboy shit going on right now is on SmackDown every Friday night, and I'm talking about Brock Lesnar. Chris? Well, I mean, Adam Page, first of all, they they, they keep getting all these licensed uh, music, you know, all these li- licensed songs, for everybody, they need to go out and get Rhinestone Cowboy because that's what oh I that's God. what I hear every time, every single time Adam Page comes out. I think Rhinestone Cowboy because he Absolutely. doesn't come he doesn't come across like any fucking cowboy I've ever known in my entire life. And I've known some cowboys. I have known some cowboys. They are tough men, and they will just slap the shit out of you. They're not going to talk to you about. <laughs> they're not going to tweet about uh you know uh racial injustice and i mean <laughs> as as much as you know those things are nice that's not your character your character right. is supposed to be you're a hard ass tough drinking you know son of a bitch from virginia well then but, yeah well he it. can't even handle and his stop liquor, coming man. out with <laughs> and stop coming out with frilly rainbow shit on your fucking tights and your like just I'm not saying you can't do that as a wrestler. You can, but if, but like, don't do that if your character is I'm a badass because that's not yeah. badass. No, like, it's and not. it's Actually, never gonna. Right. The thing is, is like that's never gonna be badass. Like, what we see mm. as what we see as as being masculine and tough and uh, dominant, those things have been a part of our a, a part of our psyche since before we were human beings okay gorillas respond to alpha male behavior um you know monkeys respond to alpha male behavior and yes there's more to it than just what your local chad at the gym thinks alpha male behavior is um but it still is what it is and so if you're trying to tell me that this uh five foot ten 
206 pound uh, rhinestone cowboy is the tippy top of your company, then the tippy top of your company is below WWE's, like, you know, is below the WWE. These guys, and there are two kinds of things that you can do with your world championship. You can either uh, put it on your biggest star, or you can put it on your best wrestler, or you can put it on someone with the expectation to give it to one of those two guys. That's pretty much what you need to do with your world title. You, you give it to Bret Hart or you give it to Hulk Hogan. Um, Right. Absolutely. The Bret Hart of AEW right now is probably Brian Danielson and the Hulk Hogan is CM Punk. So have those two guys feud over the championship. And I know there will be people who will say, Oh, but it's just WWE light. Fine. It doesn't matter. Those are the the best wrestler and the biggest star. That's how you book this shit. You're watching when they say that you have a faction, Jericho's new faction. Four out of five of Jess. them are, are all WWE grads. Yeah, you know, exactly. How the black right. two out of three of, of those guys are. And let's face it. The if Adam Cole wins, wins the title. Right. Adam. And Red Dragon. I mean, right, yeah. I mean, you well, can argue about who became known from where, but you can't erase part, huge parts of their resumes where, where they got the most exposure. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree with both of you guys. That was actually two great points. And before we go, if I just Omega want to say back, Omega versus Punk is a huge match. Oh, that's that massive. Nobody can complain about. Absolutely. Yeah. And plus, it's what you call a dream match. And I'll use that to I'll use that term lightly in terms of 2022. I mean, it really is, right? Well, no, you can actually use it in this in this sense, not the way that AEW seems to use it, where a few weeks ago they said that uh, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia was a dream match. Right. Wh- wh- whose dream? That was, that was stupid. Uh, Daniel Garcia's eyes. dream match? Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's a sports entertainer now, Chris. Just keep that in mind. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He, He's not a wrestler. Well, He's he still doesn't entertain me, so... Well, I just wanted to say before we actually, you know, take it home, I want to say this is what happens when you got a cowboy, and I'm talking about Adam Hangman Page. This is what you call a cowboy. He's the epitome of a cowboy as a millennial. That's a millennial cowboy. No, he isn't. What right he there. is is if the Lifetime Network did a movie about a country <laughs> singer pretending to be a cowboy, that's what you'd get. Yeah. Or, or the Hallmark Channel. Oh, geez, the Hallmark Channel. Well, whatever it is, cowboys don't work on farms. Where do they work, Jeff? Tell them. Ranches or between ranches or stockyards. Not very that. Exactly. Well, in saying that, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, my friend. Hammerlock Hangover is the wrestling podcast. Non-wrestling podcast is Garden of Doom, though my special guest this week is Impact. Big star in Impact Wrestling (laughs) and under contract with Ring of Honor. Actually, not under contract with Ring of Honor. Uh, Apparently, no one is under contract. He's under contract to to Khan. Uh, No, hasn't heard a word from him. Anyway, don't spill my my (laughs) news I break on Garden of Doom. Garden Views is a sister show to Garden of Doom. Same feed. Uh, Twitter at IcarusFellMD, and every now and then you'll hear me on other shows with these fine fellas or some combination of them, Uncage, Carnish, Skirmish, you name it. Uh, I was on Off the Mats this past week. I'm on the Drew Yari show about once a month. So 
if you want to hear me, believe me, there's there's no no way. But subscribe to Garden of Doom, please. That's right. And Mr. AMBS himself, tell them where they can find you, man. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh Chris Ams one. Um don't look me up on Facebook. I don't want to be your friend. Um, I have too many friends already. I, I block people constantly. I try to keep my friends list at about 100 people. I do have a few people who like originally kind of added me as fans, and they're actually cool people. So Are you I just, fans, Chris? Well, I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're talking about. I have no well, idea what right. that means. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you can also find me on all things PWC. Um, you know, even if I'm not on the show, I'm part of the show because I'm paying for the airtime uh, <laughs> with Jimmy D. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the PWC is our thing. We are the Pro Wrestling Coalition. Everything on there is us. And uh, other than that, you can catch me on stuff that Jimmy asks me to be a part of. Um, also. I have. I am now a five-time, 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 five-time guest on the Garden of Doom, which is a fantastic show. And yes, please subscribe to that. It's great. Uh, Jeff always has interesting things going on uh, there, and I'm very interested in what he's doing right now, talking about the laws of space. Five is the magic number today, Chris. I mean, if you're five-five, you're big in Japan, right? That's right. That's right. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Evil Dose. And that's Mr. AMBS. And you've been listening to the blow off right here on Hamin Media Group and channelattitude.com. Peace out, folks, and yeehaw. Stay evil, my friends. <laughs>